Fantastic. You can take your seats, church. Absence certainly does make the heart grow fond. It's been three weeks. Can you believe it, church? Three weeks. No one's backslidden in that time, hopefully. We're all good. A few awkward laughs there. Okay. I am excited to be able to bring the first message of 2024 to the church. And uh, if you're ready to go, I'm ready to go. I wonder, church, if you've ever had to fly, whether it be domestically or internationally, you've had to take a plane trip. One of the things that remains unchanged on any plane trip, whether you're flying uh, overseas or you're flying to another capital city, one of the things that remains unchanged, no matter how many people are on the flight, whether it's just you or 200 other passengers, is the pre-flight instructions. How many people know what I'm talking about? The pre flight instructions, the steps, the information that they give you in the uh, unfortunate event of a crash or an emergency. Information like how to put yourself in the brace position, where the oxygen mask comes from, how to find the, 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 the whistle and the torch on your life jacket to keep the sharks away. All those sort of pieces of information. No matter what flight you're on, no matter what airline you choose, whether it's domestic or international, the pre-flight instructions are always the same. Why? Because anything important like saving your life is worth repeating. Anything important is worth repeating. You know, throughout the Bible, throughout the scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, we often see repeated sequences and statements For example, we see the words, do not be afraid, 80 times listed throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. Why? Because anything important like being not fearful in this life is worth repeating. And this morning, I'm not actually going to read a scripture. I'm simply going to read a statement that is repeated several times throughout the Bible, particularly found in the gospel. It's an eight-word statement that Jesus repeats usually after he's told a parable. You'll find it in Matthew 11, Matthew 13, Mark 4, Luke 8, Revelation chapter 2, and you'll also find it in the book of Isaiah as the prophet speaks. And it says this, this eight-word statement. Anyone with ears to hear, let him hear, or let them hear. Anyone with ears to hear... Let them hear. There's three observations that we can take away from that eight-word statement straight off the bat, straight away. The first thing that we can observe is that when Jesus says these words, he's talking to absolutely everybody, irrespective of age, ethnicity, language, status. If you have ears today, Jesus is talking to you. The second observation that we can make from this eight-word statement is that ears have the specific purpose to hear. Now, that might not be a startling revelation for many of us today, maybe a few teenagers, but ears have the specific purpose and design to listen. And the third observation that we can make is that when Jesus speaks... When God speaks, it usually means that we should take heed and we should listen. Towards the end of 2023, I felt God 
continually ask this question of me, can you hear me? And every time that I opened the Bible and every time that I would spend time with God, I felt God through the Holy Spirit repeatedly ask me this question, can you hear me? And of course, my obvious answer was, of course I can hear you. Of course I can hear you. I mean, I, I, I think I've walked with you long enough, God, that I can determine and decipher your voice apart from other voices. But then it went to another layer as I began to ponder and meditate on this question that God, through the Holy Spirit, continued to ask me. And it was this, in a world full of voices and distractions, Jared, can you hear me? Can you hear my whisper? You and I hear a lot of things in a 24-hour day period, but can we hear God? Can we hear God? In Psalm 40, the, the author of Psalm 40 says that the Lord brought him out of the miry clay, which relates to this idea that there is, the miry clay is there is no rest from the pandemonium, the chaos, the confusion, and the noise. That sound a little bit like our world right now. There's not a person in this room that couldn't relate to this idea that our world, and not just our world, but our heads are noisy, full of noise, full of distraction. And I believe as we head into a new, new year, not just as the church, but as individuals, God, through the Holy Spirit, is asking us the question today, can you hear me? Because how many people know... That as we continue on this journey, on this world and in this life, we need God's voice. With so much chaos, so much confusion, so much division, we don't need another podcast, we don't need another book, all good things, we need the voice of God. We need the wisdom of God. We need the peace of God. And it's not that God hasn't stopped speaking, maybe, maybe the church has stopped listening. One of the consequences of my youth, by listening to loud race cars and and shooting rifles without any ear protection because it wasn't cool, one of the consequences that I now have is a ringing in my ear. Now, it's not a constant ringing, but at times, particularly when it is in a quiet room, I can hear a ringing in my ears. And many people believe that's the reason why I can't sing properly because I don't have a pitch. When I say many people, I'm more referring to my wife. (coughs) And so I have this ringing in my ears, and it's particularly bad when I put my head on the pillow. I can have this constant ringing in my ears. And to help me overcome this problem, I use what they call white noise. For those that are unfamiliar or unaware what white noise is, it is a constant soothing background noise that eliminates or distracts you from other Sounds And so I might use the noise of a fan or a heater to remove or to distract me from the ringing in my ears. People often say, well, aren't you worried that with so much noise or so much white noise that you won't be disturbed? And I'm like, not at all. That's exactly the point. I don't want to be disturbed. If you need to rob my house while I'm listening to white noise, that's fine. At least I get a good night's sleep. But white noise... White noise is a perplexing phenomenon when you think about it. We use noise to distract us from other noises we don't want to hear. 
Some of you are perhaps doing it right now as I'm speaking. You don't want to hear my voice. And so you're using white noise in this room. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a cough. Yes, we can hear that child. Whatever it is, we use noise to distract us from other noises. And I wonder how often do we use white noise with God's voice? What white noise are we using to distract us from God's voice? And you're sitting in your chair today and you're thinking, well, Jared, why would we ever want to drown out the voice of God? That's a great question. Because we all know that God speaks encouragement. We all know that God speaks inspiration. He speaks joy. He speaks hope. He speaks love. But also when he speaks, sometimes God will speak to us and he will tell us, Not what we want to hear, but what we need to hear. And what we need to hear is often referred to as the truth. And the thing about the truth is, church, it hurts. Often when the truth is spoken to us in grace, it can hurt. And I happen to believe that God is less concerned about speaking to you about which parking spot you should take, and he's more preoccupied about speaking to you about your maturity and growth in him. His purpose, his ultimate goal this side of eternity for you and I is to lead us into maturity, is to grow us into the likeness of Jesus. Paul quoted that several times when he wrote to churches in the New Testament. His goal was to grow you. His goal was to mature you. If you have kids today, think about it. Think about when they are 30, how you would want them to be. Things like wise, caring, honorable, generous, healthy, able to pay their own bills. Come on, can anyone say amen to that? All the parents said amen. Take care of themselves. That's what we want for our kids when they're... What do we call that? We call that maturity or adulting. But we call it maturity. We want them to grow. God is exactly the same. And you know what truth does? Truth leads us to maturity. God speaks in truth. And truth leads us to maturity. And perhaps in 2024, a new year, perhaps God wants to finally speak to you about the guilt and the shame that you've been carrying for far too long. Maybe today God wants to talk to you about your anguish. Maybe God wants to talk to you about your loneliness, your self-awareness. Maybe some fears, maybe some insecurities that you're carrying. Maybe a betrayal that happened a decade ago, but you're still carrying the hurt from it. Maybe it was a humiliation in the workplace. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's oppression. Whatever it is, God wants to speak to you today and he's asking the question, can you hear me? Can you hear me? And our inclination as humans, even as followers of Jesus, instead of embracing the discomfort of God's divine direction and voice to grow and mature us, we use white noise to mask the uncomfortable. We use the white noise to drown out the confronting voice we don't want to hear. One of my first vehicles that I owned was a 1974 Holden WB Ute. Come on, someone say amen to that. Now granted, it was not the prettiest pony on the road, but it was mine. It had character. 
It had the column shift gear stick. It had a bench seat, vinyl bench seat. Come on, somebody. It had a 253 V8 engine in it when you revved it. I mean, it did something on the inside. It had character, ladies and gentlemen. It had character. And as I drove this 1974 ute along the road, as time progressed, it would make some weird sounds. The mechanic would call them imperfections. I said, no, it's called character. You're misinterpreting it. And so as time progressed, I continually ignored the noises that this 1974 Holden Ute would make. In fact, you know what I did? The louder the noises, whether it was the engine, the gear shift, whatever it was, I would simply just turn my radio up louder. The louder the noises got, the louder my radio got. Why? Because ignorance was bliss. Can I tell you that 1974 ute, it met a fateful end. I got $300, $300 from the wreckers when that ute had finally gone its last kilometer. I wonder how many of us do that in our own lives. You know, those noises from the engine, from the gear stick, from the camshaft, whatever it was, it was warning me to say, hey, something ain't right. Something needs addressing. I wonder how many of us do that in our own lives. When we start to hear that inclination from the Holy Spirit, that tap on the shoulder, and rather than pausing and stopping and addressing and as discomforting and as uncomfortable and as expensive, there might be a price to pay. Instead, we just turn the radio up just a little bit louder. We find the white noise. We find something else in our life to distract us from the discomfort of God's voice. If your spiritual map in 2024 is anything besides his desire for you to grow into the likeness of Jesus, you'll always choose the path of least resistance. We have this tendency as humans to turn the volume up when we are faced with the reality of God's voice. And as a result, we exchange what we actually need for what we want. We settle for the, for the pop psychology of follow your heart instead of the biblical patterns of formation where the Bible says your heart is deceitful. Follow Jesus. Instead of looking to him, we appeal for direction from realities that seem to comfort us with the illusion of security rather than looking to God. Can you hear me this morning? Yet when we know, we know when God is speaking... Bible talks about how deep calls to deep. We know when God is speaking. Because something screams on us in the inside to change, to do something about it. The alarm bells ring. And instead of following the path of curiosity of, I wonder why God is leading me, instead, we find something to distract us on the outside. And here's the scary part, church. It works. When that inner voice calls us to change, to redirect, and we know we need to do something. Most of us, if we're honest today, we will find something on the outside, on the exterior, to distract us because I don't want to have to deal with that voice. I don't want to have to deal with the, 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 the discomfort that that's going to cause. That's going to cost me something. 
And the scary part is it actually works. And so here's what I want you to do. Here's what I would encourage you to do, in fact. Not now, but perhaps sometime this week. Maybe even sometime this month. What I'd love you to do is name your noise. Name your noise. What is the thing that when God tries to speak to you in those still moments, when he tries to whisper to you, what is the thing that you defer to, that your automatic response is? For some of us, it's our work or it's our career. You don't need to keep doing overtime hours, but you do that because you don't want to have to deal with the issues at home. Maybe for some of us, it's social media, constant scrolling, not actually feeding on anything healthy, but it's just constant scrolling. Maybe it's podcasts, maybe it's exercise, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's eating, maybe it's shopping. Because until you can identify what that noise is, you won't be able to turn it down. And if you're having trouble discovering or naming your noise, if you're like, I don't know what my noise is, I, I, I can't figure it out. Here's what I would do if I was in your position. I would ask someone close to me that when you're stressed and you're anxious and you're worried, what is the thing that you do? Rather than running to God, what is our automatic response to help us feel just a little bit more comfortable? Name your noise. I'm convinced of this. New years will feel like old years if you're unwilling to hear God's voice and grow. If you look back on 2023 and think, oh man, I'm so glad that 12 months is behind me. That was a living hell. Hear me, changing the last number on a year is not going to change a whole lot of things unless you change. New years will feel like old years unless you're willing to change. We can often say, well, why doesn't God speak to me, pastor? Why isn't God speaking to the church? If we want to hear him, perhaps it's not him that needs to change. Maybe it's us that needs to change. Maybe perhaps we need to turn the volume down in our lives. Perhaps maybe we need to turn the white noise off. Hearing God with a confidence requires us to change, not him. You know, according to a survey conducted in 2018, over 55% of the UK population said that they were unable to see the Milky Way at night. The bright lights of the British cities created so much light pollution that the stunning brilliance of the stars in the sky were virtually invisible to over 55% of the UK population. If we were to contrast that to the outback and regional towns of here in Australia, another reason why Australia is better than the UK, <laughs> away from the city lights where the night sky is like beautiful blazing jewels on a black canvas. Here's my question today. We're all part of the Milky Way galaxy. Are the stars actually any brighter in the country as opposed to the city? The answer is, of course not. 
They are the same stars traveling millions of light years away to reach our eyes. But the difference is, but they appear brighter when the interference is diminished, when the pollution is turned down. You might be saying, well, Jared, what is this? Is this an astronomy lesson? Are you preparing us for NASA? No, here's what I'm saying. When we quiet the noise, we gain clarity. When we quiet the noise, we gain clarity. I wonder in 2024, can we turn the volume low enough? And here's the second part, long enough on the white noise and the distractions to be on God's frequency so that we can hear his voice. Because when we quiet the noise, we discover clarity. Some of us, we can't hear God's voice because there's so much pollution, there's so much interference. Some of us maybe just need to get out to the country, if I can use that metaphor, where we can actually quiet the noise low enough and long enough to hear his voice. The world is noisy, our heads are noisy, but we have to turn the volume down to discover clarity. Quieting the noise is is not quitting your job, shaving your head and becoming a monk. That's not quieting the noise. It's not negating your responsibility as a spouse or as a parent, but instead it's quitting your overthinking, your conniving or your strategizing. It's taking an intentional break and waiting with the volume down. That's why it's so important to name your noise. Because I don't know what it's like for you But when you get into that spot and you're going to take that intentional break and we're waiting for God and we're we're waiting for him to speak and then all of a sudden our head starts to wander, our thoughts start to wander. You've got to be so intentional. Quiet the noise with inside your head to gain the clarity so that you can hear God's voice with confidence. I believe God is asking his church and he's asking us today, can you hear me? In a world full of noise, church, in a world full of distractions, he's asking, can you hear me? Can you hear my voice? And often God's voice isn't the loud booming, it's the whisper. In fact, it's often in moments just like this. that he speaks. If we would only but wait and be intentional on waiting on him. All of us, if not most of us, we all live such busy lives and we're running and we're pacing and we're back to school's coming and all the things that we've got to get started for the new year and I get that. I'm not here to diminish that. But wouldn't you rather want to hear God's voice above every other thing? Wouldn't you want God's wisdom and direction for this year above every other thing? Come on, why don't you stand with me? There's never a better time to start waiting on God than right now. What a great way to start the year and tuning into God's frequency. And to to start good habits... 
They say it takes 21 days to start a good habit and keep it going. So for the next 20, 25 seconds, I wonder whether we could just pause, intentionally wait, just in this moment. And I'm not here to guarantee you that in the next 25 seconds, God's going to speak to you. He might. We could believe for that. Absolutely. But sometimes it might take 25 minutes. But you're developing a good habit of intentionally breaking from the noise, turning it down low enough and long enough to hear the divine voice of God. Come on, let's just wait just for a moment. God often in the silence it's where we're confronted with our own thoughts our own head noise and we often avoid the silence at all costs because we don't want to deal with the issues God I pray right now for your supernatural peace for people with a head full of noise right now I pray for your supernatural peace that the storm would be quiet within. God, that we'd be willing to go on a journey with you this year to hear you. Not only do we need your presence, but we need your voice. One word from you could lead us for a decade. And so God, as a church... We make a resolve today. First Sunday, 2024. Speak. We're listening. We're listening today. We make a declaration, God, that we'll name our noise. Whatever it is that we use to distract us from hearing you. We make a declaration, God, that we want to grow in you. And that might mean pain. But the great thing about pain with you, God, is there is always a greater purpose. And so speak to us today. Speak to us today. That we would be intentional and carve out moments just like this. In our day, in our routine, in our week and in our month, God, that we would be so intentional. It would become habitual spending time with you. Just like looking at those stars in the night sky when we remove the interference and the pollution. Uh, It's a beautiful sight. And that we would hear you with such confidence and clarity. Speak. We're listening. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You can grab your seats just for one moment, church. Just before we finish this morning, it's a, it's a great thrill 
and privilege for me to be able to announce that earlier, well, later, early this year, sorry, we received an email from the state office of the Australian Christian Churches, or ACC, the denomination or the movement of which we belong to as Civic Church. We received an email that announced that both Jessica Wilson and Melanie Berry have now been recognised and will receive their pastoral credentials. As a church, we don't get caught up in titles. Some of you still call me Jared and we're still working through that. We don't don't get caught up in titles. But here's what that email symbolises. It's an affirmation of the call of God on Jess's life. And where's Mel? On Mel's life. And um, the growth that both of these young ladies have shown over the last couple of years in their commitment to that call, it's not a small thing. And so we're, we're delighted and we're excited for their futures. Pastor Mel, Pastor Jess has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? Now we have two Pastor Jesses just to make it completely confusing. We'll let you sort out how you want to work that out. But I can tell you that the, the, the pastors that we have on team, they're an incredible bunch of people. Would you agree with that? Yeah. They love you so much. They love this church so much. And their hearts are so committed to serving you, to seeing you do well in your walk with God. And, and we're just so excited for Jess and Mel and the future that they have and the affirmation that the ACC has given these two young ladies in, in serving God. And um, we're excited for all of it. Amen? Yeah. Come on, why don't we stand to our feet? Why don't we finish this morning with a song? <laughs>